welcome to another episode of the Soul Circle Podcast. I'm your host, Jennifer Beltoff, and I'm so grateful that you're here. If you are returning, welcome. Knowing that you are on the other end of the microphone totally lights me up. And if you are new here, welcome as well. Grab a cup of tea, settle in, or lace up your sneakers and bring me along with you on your walk. Or maybe just have me beside you as you go about your day. My intention for this podcast is for it to feel like we are sitting together in my living room, right near the fire, a warm blanket on your lap as we sip tea and chat. And the best part about this podcast is the conversation starts here, but it continues over in the Soul Circle community space. Oh, and if you haven't checked it out yet, I really encourage you to stop on by and introduce yourself. It's a community space that is off of social media. And it's really just a place for us to connect, unearth, and just navigate this journey of life together because we aren't meant to do it alone. We need one another. All right, let's dive into this week's topic of conversation. Recently, I've been thinking a lot about traditions, specifically some of the traditions that I grew up with. I've been thinking about how they came to be about the ones that have really kind of stuck around and how those traditions have become these touchstones in my memory bank. When I say the word traditions, does any memory immediately get sparked inside of you? Any specific thing you did with your family or your friends growing up or something that you started and instilled in those around you? For me, I would say, A lot of them circle around celebrating holidays or big events. And it's not that we did anything huge or monumental or crazy, but it's these tiny little moments and things that we did that really have become ingrained in my heart. And the first thing when I even said the word now to you, traditions that popped into my head was something that we would do every Christmas Eve at my grandparents' house. And first we would go to church come back and have dinner together. And then my grandparents always pulled out, I don't even know what it was. It was almost like this rectangular paper-like wafer. It was super, super thin and literally tasted like cardboard. And my grandmother would, but my grandfather would start and he would hold the biggest piece. And then everyone would come up to him and break off another piece. And as we broke it off, we would wish each other health and happiness. You then took whatever piece you now had in your hand and you would go around the room to every single person there. And you would take a piece of someone else's, someone would take a piece of yours, and you were together wishing each other health and happiness. And I really have no idea where this tradition originated. I think it might have come from Poland. And it wasn't something that I was always like really excited about and looking forward to doing. But every time we did it, I just appreciated it. I loved that we were wishing each other health and happiness. It was just sweet and special and something we did every single Christmas Eve. And since my grandparents passed, we haven't carried on the tradition like I'm sure my grandma would have wished we had. We've done it a few times here or there. But we also added in other traditions that she brought to us as we got older. Things that we did that we never did when I was growing up. 
like reading the night before Christmas out loud. That was something we never did when I was growing up. But as my brother started having kids, my grandma introduced this tradition to the family. And what she would do is she would bring some kind of a gift. And I mean, it was something silly, like a piece of candy or um, a little gingerbread house or something, you know, something not huge. And she would read the book. And each time the word and was said, that gift was passed around the circle. And whoever ended up with the gift at the end, when the story was over, was the one who got to keep it. And it was just so much fun to do, like hearing the story and watching the gift go around and everyone would giggle, hoping that the gift ended up with them. And what's so great is that we have kept that tradition alive after her passing. When we gather together, we still do it. And this year was different because we all couldn't gather together and do it like we would. But my older brother, Brian, he kept the tradition alive. He bought the gifts and he brought along the book and his oldest daughter read it. And it was just so much fun. I think traditions are so important because they're comforting. Doing something year after year, just it has this beautiful familiarity to it. And it's fun to look back, right? And to talk about the memories from years past. And they also help to to bring people, to bring family together in ways that might not have been possible had you not had that tradition, which I love about that. It really brings people together. Another holiday tradition my family has is celebrating a totally made-up holiday. <laughs> it's called Thanksmas. And now this is a combination of Thanksgiving and Christmas together. And we started this when my Aunt Grace moved up to Vermont because it was just, it wasn't possible for us to get together for Thanksgiving and then also for Christmas with like work schedules and travel and all of that. So we decided we would just create our own holiday and do it in the middle, in between Thanksgiving and Christmas. And it's something I look forward to every year. It's so much fun having this made up holiday that's all our own. And celebrating it on a day where there is no holiday really allows you not to feel like you need to rush and be somewhere else or that you have to head out the door real quick. You can just enjoy the day, which is so, so great. And since we've been doing this now, it's been a while, but for quite a few years now, we also started adding in this ugly sweater cookie decorating contest each Thanksgiving. And it was something we were doing at first when all like the little kids went home so that the, the adults had something fun to do. And of course, it totally turned into a competition. A competition complete with a sash that the winner gets to hold on to for the year and an ornament that they take home to hang on their tree. And oh, the laughter that ensues when we decorate these cookies and the judging that goes on. It's just... It's so much fun to be able to have that shared experience and moment together and to know that we're going to be doing it each year. And of course, like, gosh, so many things this past year, right? It looks so different, but we didn't give up on it. We still held the event and <laughs> we still had Thanks Miss and the Ugly Sweater Cookie Decorating Contest over Zoom. And it was fun because the little kids got to get involved this year, which they haven't done before. It was their first time. And all the laughs that we had and just cracking up over the designs that people put on these cookies, it really brings us closer. 
And it brings me closer to my cousins that I don't really get to see that often because they're in Vermont. What I just love about traditions is that it really gives you something to look forward to, something that you can talk about leading up to, and it just generates this excitement, right? This inner buzz in you where you're like, oh, I can't wait to do this. Or even when you're just reminiscing about it, like you feel the joy from years past and it brings you right back to that time, which is amazing. Just bring up all those old memories and everything that has happened. And one tradition that we had as a family that didn't involve um, a holiday was going to the Jersey Shore every year for our family vacation. Ever, ever since I can remember, I don't even know when it started, but I always remember that was our family vacation. We first started doing like one week. And then as we got older, we did two weeks. It was like, oh, amazing. And we're the only care in the world was just knowing what time we were headed to the beach that day. We had rented houses with family. We rented it with family friends. And then as we got older, our parents allowed us to bring our own friends along on vacation. And it was just the most amazing tradition that we had because a thousand percent, it was something me and my brothers looked forward to every single year, hands down. And it was something that just brought so much joy to us. And it's funny, like looking back on it now as an adult, I just never realized all that it took for my parents to do that. The finding of the house, the planning, the packing. Oh, it's a lot, right? I mean, as a kid, I just got in the car and I arrived there. But everything that my parents did to get us there, I just have so much more appreciation for now that I'm adult. And there were years too when we would even leave like really early in the morning so that we could skip a bunch of the traffic. And of course, you know, we couldn't get into the house that was rented until the afternoon. So my parents had to find something for me and my brothers to do to keep us occupied before we were able to get in. And they would bring us crabbing and fishing. And just even the planning for that blows my mind today. Because you had to pack the car so that all that stuff was towards the back. That could easily be accessed. You know, I mean, like, oh, just so much thought had to go in there. But every year there we were. We were swimming in the ocean, spending the entire day on the beach. We would go there early in the morning and hang out. And then when it got around lunchtime, we would just leave all our stuff on the beach, walk back to the house to get lunch. And we were done, go back and just be there until it was practically dinner time. It was the best. I love those times. Growing up, we never went on exotic vacations or traveled to any crazy locales. We just had the absolute best time at the Jersey Shore. And it was there, too, that I learned that it doesn't matter where you are. What matters is that you're together. And that's really what my mom instilled in us. Because she was never about, like, the fancy things. It was really just about us being together and making memories together. And one of the things I love about that is she created her own traditions for us in that way too. 
where as we got older, she would always have us all over at the house for our birthdays. And she would be very intentional about whoever's birthday it was. She made us our favorite meal. And it was just so sweet to know that like you're going home and you're getting your favorite meal on your birthday. And I love that she did that. I mean, it's something so small, but there's also so much thought and care that goes into that. And that's what traditions are. They're just filled with this thought and this care and this love. And when you're in them, when you're doing them, you feel that from it. You feel the joy that comes from knowing you're going to be doing this thing year after year. And the best part about traditions, too, is like it doesn't have to be something that's been passed down for generation to generation. You can start a tradition anytime. Like you can start today and say, like, you know what? From this day on, this is what I want to do. And that's it. Like, that's all it takes. You don't have to have like some magical permission to do it. You can just start one. And it could be anything. There's really no rules around it, which is so, so fabulous. And as I look back at like all the traditions that my parents instilled in us growing up, they really make me smile. They really bring back this joy inside of me. And what's lovely too is that we can carry some of them down. Even after people have passed, we can keep them going. Or maybe they'll shift in little ways. For Christmas Day, my mom had the tradition of making these meatballs. The recipe wasn't anything fancy or wild. In fact, I think it actually came from the back of the Heinz cocktail sauce bottle, where all you did was combine cocktail sauce, grape jelly, and meatballs. There is seriously no simpler recipe than that. And it was so simple. And it would be the one thing that she made every year for Christmas Day when we went to my dad's side of the family. And it became a part of like my mom's identity. Everyone in the family got so excited when she walked through the door because they knew the meatballs had also arrived. And since her passing, I picked up that tradition and I bring them each year. And it feels good to be able to like continue on something that my mom had done. And a funny story about those meatballs is when I started dating Dustin, he raved about my mom's meatballs after having them one year on Christmas. And I told her and she was like so excited. So of course, like moms do, she made a special batch just for us. Except this time, instead of using frozen meatballs, which she always did, she felt like she had to make them homemade because Dustin's family owns a restaurant. So she got all the ingredients. She rolled every single little meatball. I mean, it took her hours to make as opposed to like the five minutes of just dumping all the ingredients together and (laughs) turning on the stove. And they were delicious. They were so good. And she didn't tell us at first, like when she did it, I think it was probably maybe like a year or so later. She goes, oh gosh, I, the first time I gave those to you, I, I made them by hand. And I just started laughing because it was just like, oh, you didn't have to do that. Like he loved the frozen ones, but I just loved the thought and the care that she put in to wanting to make them homemade and wanting to make them so special for him. It's so, so sweet. And that's traditions, right? The sweetness of it, the total 
total sweetness of it. And like I said, a tradition doesn't have to be something that you've done for years and continue on. It could be something you start whenever. And when we had lost my mom on her first anniversary of her death, we did a special celebration for her. We really wanted to honor her. So we went to one of her favorite places, which is, of course, the beach. And my father, my brothers, their families, along with like my mom's sisters and her kids and other aunts and uncles, we gathered together and it was so nice. We spent the day together. We were just celebrating her life. We had a beautiful dinner prepared by my aunts of her favorite foods. And it was just nice to be together, that feeling of family and being together, what she so deeply instilled in all of us is what we really wanted to do to honor her. And on that first anniversary, we actually also took her ashes and we dropped them into the ocean. We dropped them along with sunflowers, which were her favorite flowers. So we watched the ashes and the sunflowers just kind of float away. And it was this, this beautiful day of togetherness. And each year since her passing, we have gone together and we have done this. And even though her ashes have been dropped, we will still continue to go back out to where we dropped them and throw in the sunflowers. And what's nice is it really gives us this day to celebrate mom, but then also to, to talk about her, to share stories. It brings this opportunity of comfort over this common missing that we both have. And it provides us a space to really feel more at ease, to share the stories and share the memories and just be together with this total love and compassion for one another. So, of course, it's not a tradition that I would want to have, right? Because I would prefer to have my mom here. But without her here, it's just so nice to have that togetherness with each other. And it's important to remember that traditions come in all shapes and sizes. It could be something from the smallest gesture to the grandest celebration. They're really just activities or things that you do together with one another that are really going to to bring you together, but they're also set with intention where you're doing it for a specific reason, you know, and you're, you're creating this unity between you. And sometimes our traditions are going to reflect, you know, your family values. And sometimes it's really just to, to bring you together and to make you feel the joy, feel the love, feel the connection with one another. Another thing about traditions is that they provide us this space to help us communicate because sometimes it's not easy, right? Like to say the things that you want to say or to like have this excuse to say the things that are going unsaid. And when it comes around to like Mother's Day or Father's Day or Valentine's Day or just other holidays, like it really kind of pushes you to show up and speak what's in your heart, which is such a beautiful thing if you're in that place where you're ready to do it. And so they give us kind of, kind of an excuse, right? And even at funerals, like these rites of passage, they provide us this opportunity and this space to, to lean in, to um, provide comfort, and to really just be there for one another. And that's a, that's a gift. It's a gift to, to both parties. It's a gift to the 
the person who is hurting and it's a gift to the person who is giving it because we both need to to be there for one another, which is absolutely beautiful. And you really don't need a lot of people to make a tradition or to make something special. It could be something that you do with just you and your partner. Dustin and I, we haven't been living in this house long, but since living here, one thing we have done is each summer, we put up a bird feeder and we've actually kept it out all winter. And for us, a tradition of just like keeping that feeder going, keeping the, the seed there and then watching the birds as they come. It brings us so much joy and it's something that we do together and it's something that's important to both of us. And we absolutely love it, love it so, so much. But no, it could also be something that you're just doing for yourself. Something that really is just for you to fill you up, to fuel your well. I know we always think traditions and you're gathered around so many other people. But it's also important to form those traditions with yourself. Where you can create these memories and these touchstones of time passing just for you. One thing that I do is each year on the new year, I choose a word that I carry with me for the rest of the year. And that has been a tradition that I have done now for, gosh, it might be 10 years that I have done it. And I, I look forward to it. I look forward to choosing that word when it's around December, like there's all these words swirling in my head as I try to decide on what's going to be the one word that I'm going to choose for the year. And another thing that I do is I write what's called a Mondo Biondo list. And this was inspired by Andrea Scher, where you just take a piece of paper and you write your wildest, craziest, most wonderful dreams. And you just, nothing is too crazy, right? If you can dream it, you put it down and you just take 10 minutes and jot down anything that comes to mind. And I have been doing this each New Year's as well putting down the most wildest, craziest dreams. I actually have just one notebook dedicated to all my Mondo Biondo list. And it's so much fun to look back and see like what, what came true. And I just, the one thing that always makes me laugh is years ago, um, I had wanted a Honda Accord. One of my friends had one and I just loved it. And like, I'm not a car person at all, not even for a second, but I just loved the car. I was like, one day I'm going to have one of these. And years later, I got one. And when I got it, I didn't even, wasn't even thinking that I had put this down on my list. It was just like, oh, I need a new car and this is what I'm going to go with. And I loved that car. And one year I was sitting there and I was reading back through my list. There it was. Own a Honda Accord. And I just started laughing because I'm like, oh my gosh, I put this down. And it actually happened. I have this car today. And it was like mind blown. And I like having that notebook with all these wishes, all these dreams, and seeing what comes true years, years, years later, totally blows my mind to be like, oh my gosh, I cannot believe that I wrote this down and now it happened. And that's a tradition that is just solely for me. Nobody really knows about it. No one else participates in it. It's just between me and my notebook. And I love it. I look forward to it. I carve out special time just to be able to write that list. And that's it. That's what makes traditions beautiful. 
is knowing that you're carving out this time to do it. You're intentionally showing up to it. You're being there for it. And you're enjoying it and savoring it. Oh. All right. Now, you know, I always love to give a writing prompt. So if you're new here, at the end of each episode, I provide a writing prompt, something for you to explore in your notebook and where you can just take time just for you, you know, and I encourage you to, to show up to the page without judgment, to show up to the page without any expectations, but really to just to get things down and see what comes out. So for this week, we are going to explore the topic of family traditions. And there's going to be two things. The first thing I want you to do is look back. Look back on some of the traditions that you had growing up. What were they? What did you do? Who was with you when you were doing it? And what do you remember about it? What do you remember about some of those traditions you have? And what's pretty cool is when you start to like look back on them, new memories will pop up. You'll be like, oh, I forgot about that. And then when you start to actually talk about it with other people who were there with you at the time, other things will totally come up too that you totally don't even remember, which is really fun to kind of have those conversations. So write down about those traditions, write down about what happened and who you were with. And then for the second prompt, this is also more of a challenge, but I encourage you to think of any new traditions that you might want to start and write down what they would be. Write down what you would be doing, who you'd be doing them with. And remember, it doesn't have to be a tradition that you're doing with anyone. Maybe it's just a tradition with you and your notebook, like I have with my Mondo Biondo list. I know a bunch of people who are writers, and part of their process, part of their tradition in writing a book is that they will go on almost their own little writing retreat where they will rent a hotel for a week and that's, it's just them and their writing. And what a beautiful tradition that is and what a gift that is that they give themselves. So don't think you have to involve other people, but just think of something that you can start, something that you can do that will be intentional, that will bring more joy, and that you'll look forward to doing year after year. And also know that it doesn't always have to stay the same. It might morph and change a little bit the way that that wafer cracker kind of changed in my family where we were always doing it with my grandparents when they had it. And then it kind of fell by the wayside. But now the um, Christmases that my aunt brings it out, oh, it just brings back such great memories. And we just kind of laugh about it, laugh how it totally tastes like cardboard. So what do you want to start? What do you want to do? And then once you're done with your writing prompts, I really invite you to come on over to the Soul Circle community space and share. Share about your traditions. Share about what it is you want to create. And also hear stories from other people. It's really the best part about that space is that we get to communicate and connect with one another and simply just be together. So please pop on over. The link is below in the show notes. So I would absolutely love to have you over there. And I just can't wait to hear about your traditions and just to continue on this conversation because hearing about other people's traditions really gives you this almost insider's look and view into who they are, right? You really get to learn about people in this most beautiful, organic, and authentic way. 
that you might miss had they not shared those stories with you. So share them. Share your traditions with others. Share your stories with others. And know that you don't have to go about it alone. We are all in it together. We are. I thank you so, so much for being with me here for another week of the Soul Circle podcast. I am grateful for you, grateful for the Soul Circle community. And I just look forward to connecting deeper, to having more conversations. If there's anything that you want me to talk about, please drop me a note, send me a message in the community, or also you can find me over on Instagram. My handle is at jbeltoff, which is also linked below, or pop on over to my website. I host weekly writing and our journaling classes. I would love to see your face over on the screen so you can learn all about that at jenniferbeltoff.com. And I just wish you the most wonderful week ahead. Thank you for gathering with me here and we'll talk soon. Bye-bye.